Hey, this is Jeff Bond, and welcome to another edition of Chat with Leaders podcast. It is crazy and humbling to announce that this is our 100th episode. What a gift it is to be part of this amazing community with all of you and to have this opportunity to learn from so many inspiring leaders who show us how to use our influence as a force for good. Honestly, I couldn't think of a better way to celebrate this milestone than to hand the mic over to Nathan Stuck to host today's Be Local Georgia edition of Chat with Leaders, where he'll be interviewing Kat Muhammad, the COO of Enrich Her and an incredible entrepreneur in the Athens, Georgia community. Enrich Her is a financial technology platform doing amazing things to level the playing field with female founders and founders of color when it comes to access to funding, coaching, and capital through their network. You'll be astonished by the statistics she shares about how much venture capital actually lands in the hands of this demographic of founders. And I'm sure you'll also be inspired by the work that they're doing to fix some of these systemic issues, in addition to the story behind their B Corp journey. I hope you enjoy this chat as much as I did. Take it away, Nathan. Welcome, Kat, to another episode of Chat with Leaders. Be Local Georgia, we're excited to have you. How are you doing this morning? I am pumped. I'm so excited to be on this podcast and speaking with you this morning. I could not have started my day any better. I know. And it's, uh, I would agree. Anytime I'm meeting with uh, B Corp people, especially in the state of Georgia, uh, my little baby, my little neck of the woods here, it is fun and it is exciting. And, um, you know, you guys, for those that don't know, just certified recently earlier in 2021. Um, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about Enricher and kind of your role at the company and what you do there and kind of the, the overall mission um, and why Enricher exists and why you certified. Certainly. So uh, I function as the chief operating officer for Enricher. And with that, I have been able to be a part of the whole B Corp certification process for the most part. Um, I will say it is certainly involved, but so very worth it. Enricher is a fintech company that helps get funding for businesses led by women and people of color. Uh, and through that, we also um, not only supply capital, but coaching and connections as well to these businesses. Our in intention and main goal is to uplift and empower these businesses. So it was fantastic when we started the B Corp process to learn that we were already checking most of the boxes just with our everyday, you know, day-to-day -day operations and what our mission and uh, vision were or are. Once we, we saw that it aligned, our founder and CEO, Dr. Shana Novellis, she set the goal for us to become a B Corp certified organization. And um, it's just been, you know, full steam ahead. And we were so excited to cross that 100 point mark and uh, finally accomplish our, our B Corp certification. Wow, that's impressive. 100 points. Uh, I remember I remember getting through an audit and being excited. It's like 81.5. That'll work. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then setting goals for improvement. But uh, no, I know and it's funny that you've been through the process. So, you know, and anybody listening has been through it knows that while it's tedious, it is fairly easy if your business is aligned with those values. It's more documenting and KPI tracking and, and honestly, a really healthy exercise in quantifying a lot of those things. Absolutely. You know, one of the things I realized while completing some of the questions is how much more uh, we've actually thought out our inclusivity and that the way we are treating and um, catering to these businesses is also how we treat and cater to our staff. Um, there are quite a few questions on, you know, your business itself, the, the staff 
within it. Um, so it was wonderful to take this holistic look at our whole organization along with the mission and vision and see that we were, we were really keeping everybody in mind. So it was a nice reminder, like you're just saying that it, it the, the filling out this stuff was not so much the hard part. It was just a length of questions, um, but we pretty much had the answers uh, set. So yes, it, that part was not bad. And sometimes figuring out what they're asking. Um, <laughs> there's <laughs> yes, a lot of. Uh, I, I will say for anybody listening and interested, you have a dedicated account manager that goes through the process with you. So any questions you have, and the um, account manager we had, her name is Sarah, and she was awesome. I mean, like I feel like as soon as I hit send, I would get a response on my question. So um, that was really helpful to be supported through the whole process. That's awesome. And you guys fit the bill. I mean, I know it's any for-profit business, but you guys fit the bill of social enterprise in that you exist primarily to serve um, female founders and founders of color and, and filling that void. And we can rattle off a bunch of statistics about what percentage of, of VC funding um, goes to, um, we'll just call them non-white male business owners. But that is that is your sole purpose. And I know in you know, in the last 18 months, there's been a lot of attention placed on kind of exposing that gap. But what issues and what barriers or or prohibitive things are still out there in, in the funding marketplace for female founders and founders of color? What are you seeing? So um, you're, you're spot on, and uh, the statistic is uh, under 2% of venture capital funding goes to women um, more specifically. So the, it seems that within the, the funding landscape, there are these algorithms that are built into the funding process that will almost eliminate certain people. Um, it's these built-in biases. Uh, for example, there are some where you're unable to get funding if you live within a certain mileage of a, of a liquor store or a gun store, something like that. So if you're unable to afford certain means, you're bound to live in certain areas and uh, things like that force you into this bracket where you're just automatically uh, um, not approved for lending. So um, being able to combat that. And then the other side of it is those that are getting funding that fall under those underserved communities um, they're getting charged these ridiculous prices, um, there's really high interest rates, we call them predatory rates, where you're unable to really catch up with your business because of how much you're still paying back. Uh, any entrepreneur starting up or, you know, even within that first few years, every penny matters, you know, the, the less expenses you have going out, the, the more profitable and sustainable your business is going to be. Um, and then the other thing I wanted to mention, just speaking with entrepreneurs, when we ask them, what is it you need uh, for your business, for yourself to be successful? Number one is always capital, but they're seeking information that oftentimes are walking in the dark that this is the, the first time they've opened a business. So we have a network of entrepreneurs and our team is filled with entrepreneurs as well. So we offer coaching and then we also offer connections. So uh, we built these platforms where our entrepreneurs can network with one another, you know, hear from each other. You'll have questions like, hey, do you have a, a reference for an attorney in this state? Things like that. And it's amazing how much that really helps support these businesses throughout. And we found that even beyond our interactions, like long after they've gotten their loan or gone through our training, they're still keeping up these relationships, not only with us, but those they've met 
while um, engaging within richer. That's so beautiful um, and, and so needed because anybody who's been through that process of even just filing an LLC um, and even one bad Google search will send you down a rabbit hole to somebody who's going to take take advantage of you and charge you fees. So breaking down those those kind of silos of knowledge of those that have done it and those who are doing it and preventing them from having to reinvent the wheel, I think it is a beautiful touch. In addition to the the actual funding and financing work you you all are doing. I like to think we're at a, a pivotal point in American, whatever you want to call it, business history, societal industry, that I think people are fed up um, and people are insisting on more a more just society, a more equitable society, a more diverse um, boardrooms, more diverse, just seeing what you see in society reflected in your workplace. You see as the biggest areas of opportunity for funders, investment firms, um, companies like yours to continue this work over the next five, 10 years? You know, it, it pretty much, it, it comes down to capital. Through studies, we've learned that if a diverse founder has a business, there's a greater likelihood that they're going to hire other diverse people. And on average, a, um, a business will hire about nine people. So uh, imagine just the, the diversity and inclusion, the exponential impact you could have with being able to fund these businesses where they're able to now hire and expand their operations. So you're able to you know, attack it from that route. Um, and of course, being able to diversify your own staff and your own team to actually represent your values. You know, if, if inclusivity is something that's part of your, your vision or your mission statements, or just what you value as an organization, it should filter through into those that you employ, um, and especially those that are forward-facing to the outside world. Uh, but mainly that, that representation internally, along with uh, that financing and funding of these organizations. We found that last year with um, the, the BLM movement that really blew up, it brought a lot of awareness and attention to the fact that there are these biases that not everybody is getting the same opportunity for that American dream life, right? That's that's what it's all about, especially once you're in the U.S. and you learn the working world. This this is your your driving force of what you're aiming for, but making it easier for your own employees and then also uh, those that you're supporting around you. Uh, those many companies came out last year with these um, causes, specifically highlighting underserved communities or um, either Black owners, Black business owners, things like that. And the intention was to uplift them specifically. So there's been a lot of focus on that. What we found through going through this process is that there's a lot of attention, yeah, a lot of marketing, a lot of talk, um, and that many of these businesses ended up offering training and some coaching that might be a five-week to six-month commitment, but not necessarily capital at the end of it. So if, if you're going to support businesses, support them where they need it the most. They might need that capital and, I'm sorry, that coaching and that support, the uh, networking and one-on-one -on -one opportunities, mentorship, um, but they can't keep doors open with just that. They, they need to have this infusion of capital to keep going. So just keep it in perspective. If you're really aiming to help this specific demographic, um, identify what their true needs are and, and start there. A lot of what came out of last summer was a lot of well-intentioned, poorly executed ideas and that, you know, they came up with the, I have a solution for this. <laughs> <laughs> but they forgot to ask any people of color of like, what do you actually need as an entrepreneur 
what do you need from us? And we just came up with a lot of solutions and told them, here's what we think you need. So it's, it's nice to hear those, those words and that you are out there providing this service. And, and you've, I mean, you've been there too. That's the other thing I, we saw a lot of last summer was people show up like, Hey, we can help. And there were companies like Enricher that were already out there doing the work. As we keep going, I guess, on this journey of progress and, and we keep working towards a more, call it a more equitable stakeholder driven version of capitalism, how are you leading your team to ensure that, that as you continue to scale and you continue to grow, that the vision remains locked in, the mission remains locked in, and also that you continue to listen to your customers and your clients and, and deliver what they need? So we have several processes that we do internally. One, we have a great touch point with our customer base. So we have lots of opportunities for customer discovery. During our accelerator program, it's a five-week program where uh, we teach our funders how to set up their, their business plan, essentially, um, through a lead canvas, uh, talk about business financials, so they get accustomed to the acumen, especially if you're pursuing capital um, in any other funding form. We also talk about grants, that process, a VC process, mock interviews, things like that. And in this course, um, we have this wonderful interaction where we're asking questions and learning about what keeps them up at night. That's that's the main thing. What is most pressing to you and making your your position most challenging? And you know, let's attack that. And then uh, we take their feedback and try and build it into the course. Try and find other ways of providing resources. Um, so that is one way. And we have multiple um, employees that have those touch points, and we have weekly meetings with our entire staff. So we're able to get that information. And as far as keeping the vision and mission set, that is something that we reinforce internally uh, very frequently that this is our vision, this is our mission. And everybody has participated in um, our about statement, you know, what is the company about? They've been able to weigh in and kind of put together as a team what exactly we are about. And uh, you'll see it on all of our LinkedIn profiles and, and so on that, you know, as a team, we are also embodying the values of the organization. While we're hiring, uh, that's also something that we look at, the values of the individual and how they're gonna fit within our internal ecosystem. Um, so we, we have a, a somewhat, well, more thorough hiring process, but it isn't just the typical questions. We are also weighing the type of person they are, their type of attitude, and, and how they fit into this space. Our founder and CEO, Dr. Shana Novellis, is a, a huge practitioner of mindfulness and meditation. And with that, with positive affirmations, positive thinking, that type of thing, applying it to your business, one is a whole new world to me. I find it fascinating how it actually works out um, <laughs> if you follow it. Um, but it, it makes a culture within the the um, company that really fosters positivity and caring for one another and being mission driven and values driven. So we have a, a core team that is embodying these values. And when we speak with our um, main demographic, we're hearing more about what their needs are. So we're doing a lot of uh, touch points and customer discovery to make sure that we are meeting their needs and we're hearing their needs. And then also to them, the outside world, we show up the way they they expect, you know, what they've read online. No, this is what you get. You know, when we, we say we help 
uh, underserved communities. No, that's what we're doing. So we, we meet exactly what we're saying. And then our staff is just amazing. Um, each of us brings just unique creativity and unique skill sets to, to the table, uh, which makes it a really fun environment for one. But uh, two, it's so easy to kind of sell <laughs> what we do because everybody's on board and everybody is uh, in line with uh, what we're aiming to achieve. Well, there seems like there's a, a genuine authenticity and intentionality behind everything you all are doing as far as, and I've met Steve and I, I, you know, we've talked culture before and how hard it is to build that culture of trust and transparency and to get the right people and to, to foster that and to, especially as you begin to scale, to keep it and retain it. And I'm thinking of a, of a, I'll say an argument I got into with a friend the other night who told me all ESG is kind of greenwashing and, you know, it's all marketing ploy. My argument in return was that this B Corp ecosystem that we're growing, that you're now a part of is everything that it's supposed to embody from an authentic standpoint and hearing you speak and, and following the enricher story, since I've gotten to know you all, it's everything you want. It's a culture of transparency. It's, it's open book management. It's finding a need in society that is not being filled and providing a service that can do that. And still in a capitalistic way and still be able to make money, provide great jobs. It's everything that I, that I preach and you're just like, you're selling it for me. So I'm, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful to have you in the B local Georgia community and the greater B Corp ecosystem and what we're trying to do in the Southeast. Cause I think we're, we're really going to make change. It's, it's super exciting to be here and, and a part of this group. Um, of like-minded individuals, you know, conversations are so easy to jump in, jump into. I love that. Um, I wanted to mention too that part of uh, Enricher's mission is to also make it easy for others to be able to support these communities. Our fintech platform that uh, we've developed specifically helps other businesses that want to fund, um, donate, or invest in these businesses. We pre-vet them, pre-qualify them. They're all revenue generating. Uh, we have certain kind of pre-qualifying uh, criteria that we apply. And then those are the businesses that make it onto the, our website for these other uh, founders, funders, other businesses, uh, organizations that would like to um, fund and fuel this underserved community, but also the fastest growing uh, segment of business owners. So that, that's twofold. One, we're getting this funding for these businesses. But two, if you don't know where to go, you don't know how to uh, really impact this community, come to Enricher. We, we've developed tools to make it really easy for you. It's a whole turnkey um, situation where you get to see as much as you want to see, or you can trust the fact that these companies are revenue generating. Uh, and as far as the loans that Enricher has um, given out to our borrowers, because I, I think highly because of the relationships that we've developed and our personal touch, along with our underwriting criteria, we have had zero defaults, zero late payments, um, and all loans that have been repaid are repaid on time. So that is uh, pretty much unheard of in the lending space. But um, the, the magic touch, in addition to our underwriting process, is our staff. So um, we, we have a, a lot of knowledge on this demographic. And if this is where you would like to make your impact and really make a huge footprint for your company uh, in the, the social impact space, you know, come come see us, come check us out. <laughs> we're, yeah. we're happy that's, to work with you. And that's so wonderful too, because it's it's turning turning kind of, you know, we've seen it over the last year of action, of, of, of want, desire, intent, 
to help to make a difference. And I think a lot of people have hesitated and it's and everything you see in climate change and everything. People are so, they don't know, they're so overwhelmed by the size of the problem. They don't know where to start. You can start by contacting Kat and the team at it richer um, and really figuring out, you know, and again, asking the experts, how do we get involved? How do we fund new startups? How do we get into the ecosystem? I feel like we've painted a very rosy picture and I want to end it on a very high note. What gives you hope? And I'm talking about, you know, this five-year, 10-year, 15-year plan. And obviously you and I have spoken about the B Corp movement and what I believe in kind of this long-term journey that we're on to create a better society. But what gives you hope as you get out of bed in the morning that we'll continue this work, that more and more people will get on board with the type of work that Enricher's doing? Where does your optimism come from? And and what would you, uh, how would you encourage our listeners to kind of go out and, and tackle some of these issues? So um, I'll say the first thought is that I'm a, a, a faith-driven person. So uh, that is always my North Star in many ways or motivation. Uh, but um, outside of that and my family, it would be things like the B Corp. When you come into the, the B Corp organization, while you're going through the process, it almost feels like you're, you're one of a handful. And then once you're in there, you're like, oh my God, there's so many people doing amazing things. And it, and it isn't uh, as much as these are businesses looking to generate revenue. And, and I know there's nonprofits in there. There's still businesses, but it's just like mind blowing hearing other people speak about their cause, their mission, and hearing every employee also harbor that same passion for the mission. And I, I find hope when I see these great random acts of kindness or these great missions being driven by so many other people that I've had zero influence on. They took it upon themselves to say, look, I want to help the environment. I want to help, you know, fill in the blank. Um, that gives me a lot of hope, you know? I would say to anybody listening, if you're looking for a, a reason to feel like there's goodness out there and that you can contribute to it, just look, just look around. And I don't mean watch Fox 5 News. Uh, I mean, like take a look, talk to other people that are in this space. Definitely that any other social impact or envir environmental impact business, talk to them, understand where they're coming from. and. Uh, one thing that I really learned coming out of COVID was <laughs> you go from this super fast paced out there, got to get to work, got to beat the traffic. I'm in the office for X amount of time that, that I, I kind of call a rat race in my head, but <laughs> that whole thing to being home where now you're like, Oh, I could do a load of laundry while I'm doing this. You get this whole different work-life balance uh, and you start appreciating <laughs> so much more of the, the simple things in life. And then also discovering what your true passions are. Uh, a lot of people I know have come out of COVID wanting to start their own businesses or having started their own businesses because they define what their passion is and now they're following it. Um, so take this opportunity if you're looking for that career change or something that's going to feed your heart. Know that look, you have one lifetime. This is it. So do whatever you can in this lifetime for you to enjoy it to its fullest. Um, and if that means, you know, you have to ded dedicate, you know, 10 hours a month to a homeless shelter or to help puppies that are lost, you know, whatever warms your heart, go for it. And all it's going to do is benefit people around you and get you blessings along the way. That is, what a beautiful way to close. <laughs> and I'm, I'm so it's funny how the, like the world works where 
you know, doing this B Corp work. And sometimes yeah, I go through some of these, those long weeks where I'm, I'm doing a lot of purpose-driven work, but I'm trying to run a nonprofit work a day job. And you're wondering what it's all for. And then, and then enrich her and, and our relationship and, and my relationship with Steve has like fallen into my lap. And it's been a, an incredible blessing to get to know you all and to be energized by you. And it kind of is like reaffirms what I'm doing and, and gives me the energy to like, all right, let's go hit it again. So um, before we leave, I do want to ask, um, because obviously if people just listen to you for 25, 30 minutes, they're going to want to follow you now. How can people continue to learn and uh, pick up your, the, the nuggets of wisdom you're dropping along the way and also um, f- find out more about Enricher and follow them as well? I know uh, Dr. Novellis is a very popular woman on LinkedIn as well. So how can we follow the, <laughs> yes. the entire team? Absolutely. So the entire team, LinkedIn is going to be the number one way to get everything and all the news about Enricher. Find me, find Dr. Novellis. Our entire team (laughs) is on there. So if you search Enricher, and it's two H's, Enrich her in one word. Um, But if you search us, you will find us on there. uh, And we're always happy to connect. Um, We send out newsletters every single week. Dr. Roshana produces um, her own newsletter with her insights as an entrepreneur and as a a woman in business. So many different angles, but very, very helpful. Um, So I highly recommend looking for me on LinkedIn. If not, feel free to reach out to me via email. It's just kat, K-A-T, at enricher.com. We are also on pretty much all the socials. So uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Twitter. and what's what else? Snapchat. <laughs> we're we're there. Just look up in Richard, and you will find us. But um, we try to put out additional content, not just about financing, but great stories about women and other entrepreneurs that are doing excellent work, and just exciting to uh, be able to celebrate with them. So definitely check us out. And as mentioned, cat at enricher.com if you want to reach out to me directly, and um, I'm happy to help you in any way I can. Fantastic. And, and we'll put all these, all the links and everything in the show notes to make it much easier for you to find. And also uh, sign me up for that newsletter. I didn't know there was one. Um, oh, yes, you'll <laughs> love that. So Nathan, in our newsletter, there's about $60,000 worth of grant opportunities that we put out every single week. So I'm happy to send that your way. You might be able to benefit from it yourself. And we might need to plug in our, our little be local community and uh, see who else could benefit from it. So <laughs> Kat, thanks again. Um, this is a real, I mean, it was a pleasure. It was an honor, but it, it's also inspiring. It's my favorite part of hosting this podcast is to hear from leaders like you who are out there being the change they want to see in the world. So I'm, I'm grateful. And I just want to thank you for joining us. And thank you for sharing so much with our listeners. Oh, you're so welcome. This was a joy. I'm happy to continue the convo any day. Oh, we will. <laughs> Thanks again, You're so welcome. Take care, everybody. Have a wonderful day. Hey, this is Jeff Bond. Thank you for investing your time with us today. We would be grateful for you to take a quick moment and rate this show on Apple Podcasts by simply tapping the number of stars you think it deserves. We also invite you to follow our LinkedIn page. Our handle is at Chat with Leaders. Make sure to join in on the conversations we're having around the inspiration coming from our guests, how to use business leadership as a force for good, and how to edify our next generation of leaders to leave this world in a better place than how we found it. Have a remarkable week and go be a leader worth following.